Good morning. Welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It is Friday. It's the 26th. It's the Friday before before Memorial Day. Um, Before we get into some interesting stuff today, debt ceiling talks are finally starting to happen. President has, or the president's people, why the president's involved in that, I don't know. But let's move on from that. We want to acknowledge Memorial Day, which is Monday. Yes, it's the traditional kickoff of summertime. Memorial Day is filled with barbecues, pools around the country are opening, um, amusement parks that are seasonal, um, frequently use Memorial Day weekend as the weekend to start the seven-day-a-week season. For me, it's the weekend before um, staff week for scout camp. We also have in our neck of the woods, in our uh, congregation, uh, tradition, a Memorial Day breakfast. Where the members of the ward congregation get together and have bacon and pancakes and eggs. Emphasis on bacon. We must not lose sight of the original intent of Memorial Day, which was not for breakfasts or summer kickoff or barbecues. Memorial Day was originally established not to honor veterans, which we have their own separate day to do that, but to honor those who died serving their country. It's a somber memory because freedom has a price. And that price, while we day to day may not see it, the price is high. Freedom, of course, not meaning the hedonistic view of everything goes, but freedom meaning to mind your property, respect the property of others, and you're free to live your life as you will. But not to enforce that on others. And so with that, we just want to tribute Memorial Day and wish you that you remember those who paid that price. Be sure to thank the families of those. 
wonderful men and women. Let's move on, shall we? News of the day. Well, probably the biggest thing in my view, um, you know, we had the uh, rollout for the DeSantis campaign. Not a huge fan of DeSantis. Though I do think that he uh, has shown the ability to govern. I mean, he barely squeaked into the office in 2018, but won in a landslide, which speaks well to his popularity in Florida, at least. And not only did he go through in a landslide in Florida, but Florida really is no longer, at least for the moment, a competitive state as far as electorally speaking. It's pretty red. Yes, there are pockets of of uh, Democrats, but by and large, the state as a whole, Biden will not be doing much campaigning in Florida in 2024, or whoever the Democratic nominee is, if it's not Biden. The biggest news is the Supreme Court case. And there are others. There will be more that will be coming. But the court case I'm talking about, I almost did a a special podcast because this news actually broke like within hours of me cutting the last podcast on Wednesday. Yes, I've had to sit on this. Even though I thought of doing a special one, but figured uh, rather than spend one uh, podcast on just the court case, we just roll it in. Sackett versus EPA. Here's the story. Nearly 20 years ago, the Sacketts bought a piece of property in Idaho. They were going to build on that property. They started to level the land. Well, somebody decided that they shouldn't do that, and so they reported that he had filled in a low spot, essentially. The story may not be 100% accurate, but this is the gist of it. And this low spot, of course, as low spots do, tend to, in periods of rain or uh, snow melt, pool water. Now, mind you, this is less than an acre, and there is no navigable river adjoining the property that this is a, a, a seasonal creek or something like that which now doesn't matter anyway, based on the current ruling. So the EPA stepped in, says under the Clean Waters Act, um, you cannot build here because you have a wetland. Not only that, but you have to clear out everything that you've done to prep the land for building a house, you know, even in, you know, grading the land and such. They have to go back and put the wetland back, essentially. And they said, well, we're not going to do that. You pound sand. This is private property. Well, nope. The EPA started the daily fine business, which they can do under the Clean Water Act, assuming that you've actually damaged a navigable water source, which he hadn't, but that's all right. So fines in the millions of dollars because it's a daily fine. Every day that you do not comply with the fiat of unelected bureaucrats, you get fined. 
And so soon there's fines in the millions of dollars. About 10 or 11 years ago, the Supreme Court did not overturn the EPA's judgment of this being a wetland, but they did say that these fines are ridiculous. But the Sacketts have still not had the ability to have their land. Enter 2023. Now this is where it gets tricky. You see, because if you listen to media, and that includes Fox, and because I heard them on Fox News say this, they said in a 5-4 decision, the court ruled that the EPA did not have the, have the authority to arbitrarily de uh, define a low spot as a wetland. Why do I say it's ridiculous that it was a 5-4 decision? Because that low spot, blasting the EPA out of the water, pun intended, was a 9 nothing ruling. All nine judges. This was not a MAGA court that ruled this, by the way. This was a unanimous Supreme Court. Ruling that that low spot was not and could not possibly be defined as a wetland. Now, so what was 5-4? So here's what was 5-4. The majority opinion, written by uh, Alito, essentially said, and essentially defined for the EPA, because they seemed not able to define it themselves. What wetlands in quotation marks or water sources were fought, fell under the regulation of the Clean Water Act. And essentially it's this, that wetland or low spot actually had to be connected to a navigable river or lake. So the 5-4 decision was in the broader interpretation of what a wetland was. Nine to nothing, the, the low spot on the Sackett's property, not a wetland. And that the EPA had overstepped its bounds. 5-4, the court said, this is what a wetland is, EPA, for future reference. 
Now, this is a lead up to what could be one of the biggest cases, and I don't have it in front of me to tell you what the case is to look it up. But there is a case that is going to be decided this in the next few weeks, or the, the decision will be announced in the next few weeks. That is going to that is taking on head on the Chevron doctrine. What is the Chevron doctrine? I've mentioned it before, but just to clarify, the case uh, Chevron. Um, I don't have the full citation of the case. If I think about it, I'll link it in if you want to go and read it. But the Chevron doctrine is that when a statute is ambiguous or that it's vague in the interpretation, the court will give deference to the regulating agency. Meaning that if Congress wrote a bad law, or in somebody's opinion was a bad law, and so the agency, whatever the agency it is, that decides to do that, the agency can say, This is what we think it means. And the courts have to say, okay, since Congress wasn't 100% clear, we're going to go with what the agency said. This flies in the face of law and order, for one, because it allows Congress to get away with intentionally passing vague laws, thus giving to unelected and unaccountable bureaucrats statutory power to just write law however they want. And of course, because bureaucrats um, tend to be leftists, because leftists are the ultimate second-handers, they... they can't survive unless there's a creator that they can pile on. They're going to pile on. This case may be an indicator of how that case, or Sackett may be an indicator of how that case, like I said, I can't think of the name of it. Um... But this may be a harbinger of what's going to happen in that case coming up. So good news. Right? Perhaps. I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. Um, let me know. Vivek Ramaswamy is uh, pointing out that uh, that he was censored by LinkedIn because of some factual stuff that he put on. 
his uh, or that he has done in his run for president that they've censored his thing but now Microsoft which is owns LinkedIn is saying that they had screwed up how about that one thing that's really bothering me is you know we talk about all of the MAGA you know, I mean, we hear it every day from the Democrats, MAGA this, MAGA that. You know, again, it was not a MAGA Supreme Court. It was a unanimous Supreme Court. Hear about the MAGA Republicans in Congress. By the way, the only bill, we've mentioned this, we'll keep mentioning it, the only bill related to the debt ceiling has been passed. Democrats have offered nothing because they have, well, besides the fact that they have nothing to offer. They sit there and they say, well, Republicans aren't doing anything. And this highlights exactly what the problem is. You see, Biden says he went to Washington to unite, not divide. Now, he's giving the greatest divider ever, Barack Obama, a run for his money. And he certainly has been far more divisive than President Trump ever was. You know, racism... Yes, it will never go away. But guess what? Evil never goes away. And so, of course, why would racism? But in day-to-day lives, most people don't think about race. But the second-handers of the progressive movement need a victim. And so they use race, sex, gender identity. As a reminder to all of you victim groups, when the left rolls out and says, we're, we're here to help, what they are saying is you are incapable of progressing without our help. And that's the sum of the truth of that movement. You can't do it without us, is what they say. Implied is that you're too stupid to do it without them. Whether it's the idea of putting some work requirements into welfare reform, again, not for children, again, not for people unable to work, but to make it possible for people that are able to work, to work.
economists long ago said that, you know, you want to get rid of unemployment, stop paying people to not work. I mean, that's the simple of it. We talked about that uh, back during the malaise of the Obama administration when had they just acted on, on letting the market go, not bailing out General Motors and Chrysler, but letting them declare bankruptcy, um, break up some of the legacy cost there. We would not have dragged out the recovery for, you know, half a decade or more. I mean, it's a repeat of what happened during the Great Depression. For those that don't know, the Great Great Depression happened under Herbert Hoover. Had Hoover just let things go, which in many aspects, you know, which is what Calvin Coolidge would have done. In fact, the economy was already recovering. And then Hoover decided to get the government involved. Massive spending programs. Debt spending, deficit spending. You know, all these programs to get people to work. When guess what? There's an easier way to do that. Don't pay them for not working. The economy was already recovering in the 1930s. The economy would have recovered, except for George W. Bush, um, you know, who said that we've got to destroy capitalism to save it. These people are just such morons, these progressives. They're so predictable. And it's the same with Biden today. None of them think that capitalism is a viable uh, economic model, which it is the only economic model that has lifted the entire world out of the kind of poverty that the vast majority of people have lived in for the entirety of the existence of humankind on earth. But speaking of which, just, just as a thought, um, Mount Etna uh, volcano erupted the other day. And in one volcanic eruption, put more carbon dioxide into the air than mankind has since they first built a fire in a cave. I want you to consider that. And somebody should ask these climate alarmists what they're going to do about all that extra carbon dioxide. How many people are we going to have to exterminate to balance that? And in the future, what are they going to do to keep volcanoes from spewing that kind of carbon dioxide into the air? It's possible that I'm being facetious. Yeah, it's not possible. It's, I am. People don't understand economics. And economics, really, it's the simplest science to understand. 
there's X number of goods. And there's X number of ways uh, chase or resources chasing after those goods. Okay, I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. And when you add um, pressures to that, you create a greater scarcity. You know, uh, uh, Ramaswamy Vivek uh, talks about how we can grow ourselves out of a lot of problems. And we could. If we would just let it happen. But we're not. Because we got to do something. Because again, those that are in power think that you are too stupid to realize that you're on your own. And so they have to be your babysitter. How's that make you feel? Oh, I don't know if there's anything else. Oh, guess what? Inflation's up. The um, the personal consumption expenders in expend expenditures index released today. Um, the expectation was it was going to increase by three point nine percent. Uh, increased by uh, 4.4%. So half of a percentage point greater than what the expectations were. The core PCA or PCE is up 4.7 instead of what they expected was 4.6. appears that inflation is going in the wrong direction and they really need to bring Powell, uh, the head of the federal reserve to the, to Congress. And they just need to get him to testify about the impact deficit spending has on inflation because it's super easy when you print money out of the air, which is what the fed does. They have to, to pay for the federal government. That makes each dollar worth less. Now, you and I, you know, we can't just print money. I mean, maybe we have a credit card with got a good limit on it that we can borrow if we don't have enough. But by and large, most people are just living paycheck to paycheck. Most people don't have the ability to write themselves a check if they if they are in heart if they are in bad way. And when I say most people, I'm ninety five percent of the people probably. 
And so the goal is, of course, to live within your means. This is how much I have coming in. That means that I can't have going out any more than that. Pretty simple, right? Somebody needs to explain that to the federal government because they don't get it. Again, remember the price paid for you to have your barbecue and for the pool to open. That price was very high. It's the lib. My life matters. Does yours? Does yours?